You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 29th, 2017. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Today is your last podcast before the beginning of the Orlando Magic preseason schedule. We'll have a complete preview of Monday's preseason opener against the Memphis Grizzlies on Monday's podcast. Yeah, we'll be talking about a game, a real-life, actual game. It's magical. That pun was intended. Uh, but before we get there, I do want to remind everyone that you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Audio Boom as well as Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device there. You can leave a review, especially on iTunes, to let other people know how great the Lockdown Magic podcast is to help us climb the rankings and let people know about uh, how great we are and, and help other people find us. If, the Orlando, if you accidentally downloaded the Lockdown Magic podcast, welcome. We appreciate you downloading us accidentally, and hopefully you enjoy the show and keep coming back. But if the Orlando Magic are not always your cup of tea, you can, of course, subscribe to the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network, just like this podcast. There's a daily podcast covering every team in the NBA over on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, on today's show, we're going to talk all about Aaron Gordon. I've got a couple, I've got a quick news item I want to just briefly go through and explain. Um, there's a little bit of confusion on social media about the post that I had, uh, but I do want to quickly. Uh, Talk a little bit about the extension deadline that's coming up here in a couple of weeks. Uh, And then after that, we will chat about Aaron Gordon and where he stands and how important he is to the Orlando Magic. Of course, that goes without saying. As we've discussed several times on the show throughout the summer, there is a very real deadline coming up for Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton. The two players are coming to the end of their rookie contract. They will be restricted free agents this coming summer, provided the Magic make the qualifying offer, unless they come to an agreement for an extension by October 16th, the day, the day before the NBA season begins. This is, uh, of course, a huge day on the calendar and a huge moment for these two players. And we spent at least some time this summer discussing whether the Magic should give them an extension, what kind of an extension should they get, what, what the values were. Uh, and there have been various predictions out there about what they could come down as. And the reality very well might be that there isn't a deal to be made yet. That both Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon have not shown what they can do consistently enough to warrant an extension. And that the Magic, especially with new management, are going to sit tight and kind of let the season play out and uh, keep, a good, keep an open dialogue, keep a good relationship, have a number in mind, and then address it over the offseason. That appears to be the path that the Magic are going as there appear to be no indications that the Magic will come to an extension agreement with Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton. Of course, things can change very, very quickly. On the player side, both Aaron Gordon and Alfred Payton, when asked about it at media day, both kind of said, we're keeping it out of our head. We're focused on the season, on playing the game. We're going to let our representatives handle it. So they're pleading a little bit of ignorance there, uh, which... I kind of doubt that they're completely ignorant to what is going on. Aaron Gordon likes to talk a lot about being present and in the moment. And I I do take him at his word that he likes to do that and doesn't want to focus on contract negotiations. Um, Even at one point said, focusing on my future contract would give me impure thoughts for for playing the game. So he definitely wants to focus on what he's doing on the court and focus on himself. So both players seem to be a 
allowing their representatives to make the decisions. But Jeff Weltman also seemed to suggest that an extension is not likely. In his interview with Josh Robbins of the Orlando Sentinel, Jeff Weltman said, quote, One thing I can tell you is they're both very talented and they're both very high-character guys who want to win, and that's a lot. So from there, now you start to talk about the potential of a player versus the real value of a player today. I'm not going to speak specifically to Alfred and Aaron, but these are where rookie extension negotiations go. They go, here's what the player's worth today, here's what we all think he can become one day, and somewhere in the middle there is there a deal to be done. And it's not easy. It's not easy to get those deals done. And I'm not sure I think it is further complicated by the fact that we are new to this situation and we have some familiarity to get to. But those conversations take place always in that space and we'll have those conversations, end quote. This is not to say that something could get done in the next two weeks, that uh, Gordon and Peyton could could get an extension offered to them and accepted and wrapped up and done. But Jeff Wellman has kept this posture throughout the offseason and really throughout throughout media day and throughout the early preseason that he and his staff are going to use this season, or at least a good chunk of the season, certainly training camp as well, to evaluate their roster, to get a sense of who the players on this roster already are, and to figure out where to go next from there. And I think that goes double for a player like Aaron Gordon and and Alfred Payton, who are important cogs to this team, important young players to this team, but whose value isn't particularly clear. Both Gordon and and Payton have had their inconsistency throughout their careers. They haven't reached a consistent level. I mean, with Aaron Gordon, we'll talk a lot about him in a moment. With Aaron Gordon, it's unclear what he is as a player. He hasn't quite shown the consistency of skill that he needs to take that next step up in his career. Alfred Payton has been a starter for most of his career, but there are still legitimate questions about whether he can be a starting point guard with his inconsistent shooting, to say the least, uh, and his inconsistent defense, to say the least. There are a lot of questions about both these players, and that's difficult to commit a lot of money to. As I've discussed on the show as well, the Magic are kind of stuck salary cap-wise. They're going to have essentially this roster for at least another year, maybe another two years, barring any trades. So the Magic, I think, are right, even with these two young players, to make sure that their investment is sound, to make sure they're making the right investment at the right amount on these players, wrapping them up for long term and making it a bad and then ending it up having a bad decision only further puts the magic in the hole. It's a tough situation that Jeff Weltman's in. But I think he's playing it right to say, you know, we're going to we we believe in you, we trust you, we we want to see what you can do this year, and then we'll come to the table in in July next year and work out a deal. So remember you can always sign a contract in July instead of going through the whole offer sheet restricted free agency process. On top of all this, I think Waltman's also playing the market a little bit. You look at how restricted free agency went last year for several players. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope ended up signing a one-year deal. Nerlens Noel lasted well into, into September before he signed his deal. Nikola Mirotic signed earlier this week. A lot of restricted free agents, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. just signed a ridiculous deal with the Knicks. The Magic are probably right to bet that 
they can get they can probably pay maybe a little bit more than what the player could get in an offer sheet because they want to take care of their own player if they really believe in him. But I think the Magic truly believe that they can get a better deal in the summer. And I think that's, or at least a, a better understanding of what kind of deal they should offer in the summer. And I think that is the right posture for this team to take. I really do think that that is the right posture. It may sound kind of bad, and, and certainly if you really believe in Aaron Gordon, like, and I, I believe in Aaron Gordon, maybe you want to wrap him up sooner rather than later, but it definitely feels like this is a good direction for the team to take. This is a a, a right way for uh, for the Magic to proceed and, and for the Magic to grow uh, and, and for the Magic to, to get the most out of these assets and out of these players. So it, it, it I hope that clarifies the issue a little bit. It's not that the Magic don't want to keep Gordon or Peyton. It's probably more likely than not that they don't have a proper valuation, as, as, as Jeff Weltman has said. We think Gordon can be a really big part of this team. We're not sure. And Gordon, honestly, that's the management side. From the player side, if I'm Aaron Gordon, a guy who's never had a healthy training camp since his rookie year, hasn't gotten through a summer healthy, if I'm Aaron Gordon, I'm betting on myself. Because Aaron Gordon, I think, can do some really, really special things this year. And I think a lot of Magic players agree, too. Definitely. Uh, AG is somebody that works hard. Um, like you said, he's starting to get that feel for the game. I think he's going to be great for us at the four. Um, he's a uh, matchup nightmare. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see uh, him out there this year. Aaron Gordon, of course, is the hot topic for the Orlando Magic. Probably the great unknown. As, as I've said when I've previewed Aaron Gordon, when I've talked about Aaron Gordon, Gordon is the biggest untapped potential on the roster. And 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 if you ask me, and, and I actually asked the Orlando Magic Daily staff this, it seems like if Gordon can have that breakout year that everyone's anticipated, everyone's waited on, everyone's hoped for, the Magic could really take a huge step forward. And this is a big year. Like I said, it's an extension year. It's a contract year. And the Magic don't know what he's worth. I don't think the league knows what he's worth quite yet. And so he essentially has this year to tell everyone who he is as a basketball player and what he can bring to the table. Throughout his career, no one has questioned his work ethic. The guy works hard. No one's questioned his defensive ability. The guy is a good defensive player, and he's only going to get better. I think he's—I he's, I said it last year. I think he is a future all-defensive team player. But there's always been that element to his game that's missing. Whether it's a fluidity or comfort on the offensive end, whether it's the magic not quite knowing where to put him on offense, or whether it's just Gordon trying to figure out his offensive game and what works. Last year to end the season, the final 24 games, Gordon averaged 16.4 points per game and about 6 or 7 rebounds per game. Shot better than 50%. This was the Aaron Gordon the Magic were hoping for for a long time. The guy who would dart around the basket, grab offensive rebounds, get putbacks, get out in transition, and be a crazy athlete. Someone who made quick decisions off the dribble to get to his pull-up. Gordon dropping 32 in the season finale against the Pistons, dropping 30 against the Celtics on the road. Those were the games 
that gave everyone hope that Aaron Gordon was about to become the player everyone had hoped for for so long. And with a healthy summer under his belt, it seemed like it seems like his time is finally here. Of course, that's the narrative that we all want to be true. That's that that's that's what the Magic are hoping. That's what fans are hoping for. Gordon is always someone who kind of keeps an even keel. He's you know very into the meditation, being present, being mindful, all that stuff. So he is not going to engage in that talk. For him, he just kind of wants to play his game. And so the question then is what is Aaron Gordon's game now? What is it that he can do that can get to that maybe all-star level? Certainly, he still needs to improve his three-point shot. And that is honestly, his jump shooting is honestly the biggest question mark, the biggest factor that could determine Aaron Gordon's future, not only with the Magic, but what he is in this league. Last season, Aaron Gordon struggled with his jumper. There's there's no getting there's no getting around it. His his jump his three-point shot was again under 30%. Um so he is not a reliable three-point shooter although I think he uh was better as a three-point shooter last year. Just took a lot more of them as he played out on the perimeter. From the mid-range, he was okay, not great. Uh you know, just uh just a okay shooter at 36.1% according to nba.com. And outside of shooting in the paint, that's where he took the majority of his shots. When you watch Gordon play, um, and, and I thought Matt Moore of CBS Sports did a good job bringing this out during the summer, but I'll, I'll repeat the, 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 the thing here. Aaron Gordon's really good when he makes quick decisions. When he is able to kind of get into a move very quickly and create space very quickly, maybe one dribble, maybe two, and shoot a jumper, he's actually pretty reliable. I actually have no problems with Gordon taking mid-range jumpers. He, uh, the percentage was not good for most of last season. And even after the All-Star break, it probably wasn't fantastic then either. But when he gets into his move quickly and shoots with, with rhythm and fluidity, he is actually very, very effective. Where he gets into trouble is when he tries to probe too much with the ball. When he tries to take guys off the dribble, you know, dribbles three, four, five times and doesn't get into a shot. When he forces up jumpers rather than getting into it kind of in rhythm, that's when he got into a lot of trouble. And of course, playing at the three for the majority of last season, he got into trouble a lot because he doesn't have the ball handling skills or the ability to break guys down off the dribble to get to the basket from the three-point line. Gordon worked really well coming off of curls to the mid-post area and working kind of in that mid-post area. This is actually an area where maybe Gordon can learn something from Aaron Aflalo, who is an expert at posting guys up in that area of the floor. Gordon's going to have to make some three-pointers to take a leap, though. There's no getting around it. If he can get his three-point percentage up to about 32% this year, that would be a big step in the right direction. Gordon's going to get plenty of points off of offensive rebounds and plenty of points in transition. That's where he is still most effective. But if he's going to take his game to a new level, he's got to make jumpers. I remember sitting there after his rookie season in Summer League and watching Gordon hit pull-up jumpers and pull-up threes and turning to a couple of the other media members and saying, who is this guy? Who is this guy? It's not the same player we saw before. And 
That's always been the player I've wanted to see from Aaron Gordon. Was the guy who just absolutely dominated Summer League. We haven't seen that player yet. And he's had starts and stops to his development. He hasn't had the same coach consecutive years. And so all the stars are aligning for Gordon to have a very good season. As I'm sure I've said on here before, there are no more excuses for Aaron Gordon. This is his time to put up or shut up. This is his time to show what he can do in this league. It's not to say force things. I don't think that's in Gordon's DNA to to necessarily force things in a selfish way. He's definitely a confident guy. So he may force things out of overconfidence. He's, but he wants to make the right play, which is a good sign. But Gordon has to define himself as a player this year. And everyone kind of seems to know this. Maybe they won't say it specifically, but it's abundantly clear that this is what Aaron Gordon has to do now. Is he has to make himself, make himself indispensable to this team. And not only indispensable, if he can become this team's best offensive player, in addition to one of their better defensive players, then the Magic have a direction. Then the Magic have a core. And then they can really begin to rebuild. It's a lot of pressure to put on Aaron Gordon for sure. A lot of pressure. But that's what you get when you want to be the team star. And the team is thinking of paying you like one. That's one of the big storylines we'll follow all season long. And I'm sure everyone everyone around the Magic that hasn't seen what's going on in practice is really eager to see Aaron Gordon in a game showing off what he can do. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll be back again Monday with a preview of the first preseason game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Get excited about that. I know I am very excited about that as well. You can, of course, check us out on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can also find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can of course also follow the podcast on Twitter at OMagicDaily and find us on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all for listening to today's episode. We're one week through the Orlando Magic season, and it's just getting good. We'll be back Monday with another episode of Locked on Magic. But for now, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but on Monday on another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.